Hi, this is Michelle with Mishmash. I hope everyone's doing great today. Um, today's feeling really weird. Uh, I looked quickly on Facebook. I have, I've been trying to get away from uh, social media because I've been following the Shane story uh, extremely closely and I will talk about it uh, if you are on my Facebook at all my Facebook page I put out there that I will be doing an episode on Shane Dawson another one <laughs> there's so much that's come out and I, I've been following it very closely and it's just a lot it's a lot emotionally um, and then on top of that just today really feels weird like I woke up Kind of like in a bad mood uh, which usually means I'm feeling the collective I think also probably my husband he woke up in a bad mood I think too and I don't know it's just kind of stayed and there's like this weird energy like something's about to happen and I just don't know um, so I was going to do today's episode about Shane but I just could not I couldn't focus, I couldn't get my thoughts together, I couldn't really do anything. Um, legit, every single YouTube video or anything that I've tried to do, I'll like stop in the middle of and I'll leave it because I'm like, I just can't. What's kind of funny is that um, I had saved this video called Nine Signs of the Narcissistic Mother by Dr. Todd Grande on YouTube and I've been feeling pulled to watch it and I kind of been avoiding it because I'm like I <laughs> I don't want to bring up all this stuff all these feelings about my relationship with my mom like there's a lot of growth that has happened there but it's still kind of an open sore like or open wound you can't really have an open sore or can a sore be a wound anyway <laughs> like you can't like it's still very open for me and I'm like very uncertain I go back and forth sort of on if it's the right thing to do um, to cut my mom off you know that's kind of really heavy and I, I talked about this before and why that's really deep for me but um I also <laughs> I've been getting kind of gaslit a little you know I'm used to it and sometimes I just don't really know when it's happening and I mean like no one's really been talking to me recently but that shit sticks in my head when I'm like hey I think my mom's a narcissist and my mom's like well she blew up she blew up like a narcissist would when you call him a narcissist so it kind of reaffirmed what I was thinking but you know even still that a reaction of like absolute denial will make me question myself because to me pos like every possibility is always you know a possibility like there's nothing that is so set in stone black and white where there can't be some leniency of like having the wrong uh idea about something or somebody when I talked to my sister about it she's like I don't think you know what a narcissist is da, 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 da. I'm like honey <laughs> I dated the narcissist I don't know what you talking about <laughs> I know about that 
but um, it just kind of stuck in my head and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, I feel like I was really guided to, I mean, I know I was guided to this video because I was really trying not to watch it today. Like I feel down already and I didn't want to deal with um, these mom issues that I have. Uh, but uh, it was really pulling like I was being really really pulled to it so I did watch it and it's the only video I've been able to finish today um, and I just wanted to go over the nine signs for myself and for maybe family members that think I'm crazy because I'm saying that my mom is a narcissist uh, she's a fucking narcissist okay <laughs> um, in the beginning he kind of explains grandiose uh, narcissism versus vulnerable narcissism I missed the part where he was kind of talking about it I was doing something else but um, what I think it might be is uh, you know there's the narcissist where you more of what you picture a narcissist of somebody just basically thinking they're God and controlling everything but then there's like the vulnerable narcissist that will kind of play victim but still kind of control things that's my thinking of what it is I don't know because like I said I wasn't paying attention um and I think that's kind of where my mom falls into so I'm gonna go over these nine signs of a narcissistic mom and talk about uh, in this video he talks about mother-daughter relationships in regards to that and I will talk about my experience with this so number one is bringing bringing the conversation to themselves so <laughs> and my mom literally always does this I find it so absolutely useless to talk to her um, I've like it's a reason why I don't talk to her and I don't tell her anything personal because um, the conversation will always go back to her it always will anything that I come to her about and there's another reason too which will be further down the list but um, anything that I come to her about it, it's meaningless like I'm not gonna get any kind of help from her um, any kind of insight she the times where she might even shut up for a minute so that I can actually tell my story or say what I want to say it will just really go back to her and her what she feels what I mean like I don't know how to explain it it'll, it'll just go back to her and her problems she will start talking about her stuff um so is literally useless um that is one of the signs <laughs> Uh, number two, competing with daughter. I don't think I've experienced this so much. Um, I'm trying to think if there's ever been a case of that, but I really don't think so. I think this is, I don't think she really tries to compete with me. And if she does, um, I definitely don't, like, I never picked up on it. Um... But he did mention for those who are also trying to figure out if your mom might be narcissistic or narcissistic or a parent, but this is more specific towards moms. Um, he talked about um, my my brain is blanking. <laughs> he talked about moms trying to get with like a, the the daughter's boyfriend or whatever which actually that's kind of interesting because I remember a little something and it's not about me 
um so i'm not gonna bring it up but um i kind of wonder interesting anyway <laughs> um, number three makes daughter feel as if she's a burden um absolutely literally my whole life yes um I just always felt too much for her um she really made that very clear that she was unhappy with me all of the time and she didn't want to deal with me uh, I mean like even even now she will tell you about like when I was a kid and I will say like I have ADHD so I understand like my daughter has ADHD so I understand there's like a whole extra level to uh, you know an extra level of difficulty that's something I try to be very aware with um, aware of with my daughter I'm like I don't want to make her feel like a burden I mean she makes it hard I'm not gonna lie but I never try to make her feel like she I try really hard to be careful to not voice how difficult she's making things for me like sometimes I will say something just so hopefully she'll kind of get it to tone it down but I also know that there there's only so much she can really do like my my daughter has very little control over her ADHD and part of ADHD is you know being spontaneous and not really thinking things through like being impulsive so I'm like what what can I do you know I'm not gonna make you feel bad for being who you are um, and I don't want you to feel like I hate you because you're being yourself. So I try to be very mindful of that. That's the one. I mean, if anything, I feel like my mom taught me how to not be. Um, and I try to be very mindful of that with my own daughter. But when it came to me and my mom, I, yeah, she made me feel terrible constantly. I, I definitely felt like a burden. I felt like I would make her it would make her life easier if I wasn't there for sure and that's what also aided in my depression and um wanting to die so <laughs> number four failure to protect daughter from another harmful individual yeah <laughs> uh yeah my mom didn't protect me from anybody um when my father got out of prison for uh, raping a child, he came and lived with us while I was a teenager. I think about the same age as um, the person he raped, so uh, that was cool. And when I was with my boyfriend, who was also a narcissist um, and you know she just didn't do anything I think she mentioned once like I don't think he's a good guy um, no no she never said that sorry she was like I think he might be abusive and I was like no but that was it that was the extent of our conversation about it and she never talked 
about him at all or said anything about him never tried to keep me from him in fact if I asked her like I didn't drive at the time so my boyfriend would have to come pick me up and bring me all over um or my mom would and my mom if I asked my mom to bring me to his house she absolutely would you know (laughs) no big deal which is fucking insane honestly like (laughs) I don't even understand but that is um yeah she wasn't protecting me from anybody she was not there for me whatsoever um number five emotional unavailability unavailable emotional unavailability or the wrong kind of availability um I definitely felt that for my mom just emotionally unavailable for sure I did not go to her with my emotions anytime I tried honestly she would make fun of me um that was kind of like her thing she would make fun of you if you were crying or upset or anything so I definitely learned to not go to her with my emotions um Um, actually, yes. Yeah. So that's the note that I had the wrong kind of availability. He was saying that's that that could mean like making too much of the daughter's emotions. I remember one time where I told my mom that I feel like I I'm a food addict. I I'm addicted to food and I eat too much. And she really fucking made fun of me because I felt that way. She's like, how can you be addicted to food? Um, and really laid into me and I remember I, I was a teenager I was in high school and actually I remember exactly where we were like I remember where we were when she did that because that was my point of like I'm never gonna fucking talk to you again like I'm never gonna be vulnerable with you ever again like I was being very very vulnerable with her and I had already learned to not really do that and I was really asking for help because I didn't know what to do when I saw that I had this problem with binge eating um, and I didn't know how to stop and I know that she also has that problem so I thought we could connect and she could maybe help me or figure out something or at least we could just connect on it and um, she laughed at me and made fun of me and said how that's not a thing so I I was pretty much done at that point. Um, Number six is controlling and manipulative. I mean, for sure, 100%, that's my mom. Uh, She will play dumb. She will play weak uh, and act like she can't do it. She's admitted as such, like, I guess I can do this, but I don't want to do it. So I'm acting like I can't do it, so it'll make you do it. Like, she said that to me. Um... I remember a time where I had my period and I needed uh, products and uh, this is when I was young and again didn't have a car I was the kid and I I don't remember what I was doing but I was not making her happy so she decided that she wasn't going to get me anything for my period um, and many other instances like that like um just very controlling manipulative and I think uh we'll get into it a little later but you know basically just withholds her love um 
that's really kind of where I learned. Well, <laughs> like I said, I'll get into it when we get to that point, but that's definitely a theme with her. <clears throat> Number seven is a debt that can't be repaid. Uh, so mom's sitting there saying how much she sacrificed for you and like, what can you do? What can you fucking do? Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm tr- I I can't say if my mom is really done that. Like I felt that way just because I felt like such a burden, but I don't know if she really done that or said that or shown that. Um, I mean, I'm gonna say maybe because I it's one of those things I'm very conscious of with my kids, not to be like, well. You know, I I mean, I do, but I'm joking. But maybe they don't know that. They're only eight. I, I, I tend to forget sometimes that my kids might not understand uh, subtle humor. Um, but, you know, something like I don't, I want, I don't want them to be like, you know, I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> like, I sometimes parents might be like you know I brought you into this world you know you owe me that's kind of like the general uh feeling or way they go about things and oh shit wait let me remember this I just had a flash of a memory and it went away so quick Uh, okay so my mom absolutely has done that because I remember thinking like uh, well, I didn't fucking ask to be born. Like, I don't think I ever said that to her. I probably did without swearing at her. But, like, I, you know, I didn't ask to be born. I didn't want this. And I felt that a lot uh, throughout my childhood. Like, I didn't want this. I wish you didn't have me. You know, <laughs> this is torture. I hate it. Like, that was kind of mean that you decided to have me. Um, so I take that back. She absolutely did <laughs> make it feel like I owed her um, just because she had me, um, and she sacrificed for me or whatever, whatever the fuck she did for me, I don't know, (laughs) but, um, yeah. Number eight is approval slash love as a reward. So this is the thing that really sticks out to me. This is why, I mean, like, along with the other stuff, but I'm like, this is more like, obvious to me why my mom is a narcissist because no one else really does this besides narcissists (laughs) um I could be wrong on that just my understanding and what I've looked at so far between different uh, personality disorders um it was very clear to me Like, my mom would make it very clear when I was on her good side or her bad side. And if I was on her bad side, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, there wouldn't be much love. She'd just be really angry at me and treat me like shit. She would ignore me. She'd give me the silent treatment. Um, She wouldn't do anything for me, get anything for me. Uh, None of that. If I did what she wanted and would act the way she wanted, then she'd do a lot for me. And that's how I learned how to act 
around her and and in general um you know my personality now is not what it was when I was a kid but I learned very quickly like I had to change who I was to survive uh unfortunately now as an adult I have to unlearn everything and it's really difficult because I'm like this has been basically my whole life um but uh yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know I, I feel like and maybe because I'm so about love and maybe I'm so about love because I didn't really get it growing up but um it's to me it's like the most cruel one because I'm like no matter what and I, I've told my kids this so many times like I don't give a fuck what you do in life I don't care I will love you no matter what like you might make me angry that's gonna happen but don't ever think that I don't love you I'm I love the shit out of you I will sit there like if they do some fucked up shit and I'm really really angry um but it's like bedtime or something I'm still gonna give you hugs kisses and tell you I love you like I don't ever want that to be a doubt in my kid's mind um that's so important to me and that's because I definitely get like I knew growing up that that could be taken away like my mom would say her love is unconditional but it absolutely like in practice it was absolutely conditional (laughs) it was 100% conditional you know though it confused me so much as a kid you know I I just remember so many times so many times as a kid I really sat for like hours trying to figure out if my mom loved me or not and I'm like the only thing that made me think that she loved me was because she didn't kick me out and she bought me things sometimes that was my basis of love growing up and I was like but that's not love right like that doesn't feel right like I should be feeling good sometimes but I just feel terrible all the time and I was just really really confused because I was like maybe I don't know what love is maybe that is what love is maybe the fact that you know she keeps me around and gets me things which is interesting because that was my relationship with my boyfriend (laughs) you know the other narc in my life um where it was like okay he must I remember thinking the same thing like he must actually love me because he keeps me around he keeps coming back to me and he'll get me things you know he bought me stuff a lot and it was like okay this is love that's what I learned from my mom because love wasn't being shown to me any other way um number nine is boundary violations and I didn't relate to that like my mom wasn't going through my diary as far as I know or through my room or anything she pretty much stayed away from me (laughs) in general but one thing he talked about that I was like oh okay that's it Um, He said, complaining, when a mom complains about their daughter to others, um, in front of the daughter. I was like, that she would do. I remember we'd be at like, my mom's the Jehovah's Witness, so we'd be like at the Kingdom Hall or whatever with her Jehovah's Witness friends. And, you know, they would give me a compliment and say like, oh, she's so good. She's so nice. That's, you know, wonderful. And my mom would always be like, oh, no, she's 
terrible at home you know and she would always say that and it always made me feel like shit like why are you putting me on blast bitch like you know um but yeah she'd do that like consistently like every single time anytime somebody had something nice to say about me she would make sure to counter it with something bad um that's something I try really hard not to do with our kids and I do remember like one time that I did that and I did not like it um but it made me really uncomfortable that other parents were saying that my kids were perfect and I wanted to just kind of let it be known like no they're not perfect like (laughs) I don't know it makes me uncomfortable when everybody anybody throws that around like perfect like don't think of me as perfect don't think of my husband as perfect or our relationship or my kids or like there's nothing perfect here whatsoever like that really threw me for a loop and they kept repeating it again and again and again (laughs) and I was like it got to like at first it was fine but then it got to a point where I was like no like my kids are not perfect they're not perfect like they're terrible (laughs) um our kids I don't think they were next to us when I said that I will say that and I could be wrong they could have been like my daughter could have been right there um but I will be the first to say that was wrong and I shouldn't have done that and like no matter how uncomfortable I was that's not something I should have done and it's something I think about kind of often because I'm like I really didn't like that I did that so you know I don't know but (laughs) um those are the nine signs of a narcissistic mom my mother happens to hit fucking eight of them so um yeah I think I'm right in my assessment that my mom is a narcissist um and I think as much as it sucks I'm right in distancing myself and I've distanced myself from my sister too. I mean, it's pretty natural. I don't know why we just don't come together, but we just don't. And I, I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm not gonna try to force this. I'm not like, if that's how we just are, that's probably just how we should be. And you know, when I do try to talk to my sister, she kind of, <laughs> I think she's learned a lot from my mom. And I'm not saying that my sister is a narcissist but I will say that I don't think she understands what's normal and what isn't normal um which makes sense like how can you fucking know when you're surrounded by abnormal abnormality abnormal abnormalness I don't know if that's the word but that's what I'm going with because I can't say the actual word if you're surrounded by abnormalness (laughs) all the time that becomes your norm so like for me I didn't realize that you know the things that my mom were doing or the things in my life were abnormal because like this is shit my friends were going through and like this is shit I'd see on tv too honestly and like it would just seem like really normal like I didn't see anybody that had like a really good relationship um and it wasn't until I got with my husband and we crafted our relationship to be really really good 
that it was like oh okay you know wait this isn't this isn't okay that's where I started really learning like how to not be a shitty person you know <laughs> like in all honesty he taught me a lot about not being a terrible person um and I feel like my sister hasn't had that like she's been with my mom and I think her dad was abusive as well and then like she had her narcissistic relationship which was a good portion of her life as well and that's all she really knows um so she really sticks up for my mom and she's like no 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 no." um and she goes hard that's all I'll say (laughs) like (laughs) like I don't think I never get the feeling like she respects my views on anything um and I don't really want to deal like you don't have to agree like my husband doesn't agree with my views but he is respectful of them or at least tries to understand where I'm coming from um and I don't really get that from any other family members so I'm like that's fine I don't have to be part of that it just sucks because like I'd like to have more family. (laughs) I'd like to have more connections and have people I can go to and talk to. You know, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse that, you know, me and my husband were like, we really would love to have people to bounce things off of, especially when it comes to parenting. Like, we're in a difficult situation raising special needs kids and we're special needs too (laughs) you know we have the same shit our kids do and you know we're learning everything now you know it's not like I grew up knowing I had ADHD or my husband grew up knowing he had autism like I still don't think he thinks he even has it but I'm like you're exactly like our son so probably yes um like we're just learning about ourselves now and then also learning about our kids and how to have a functional relationship with each other with ourselves personally and with our kids and it was like it would be really really nice to have like someone to talk to and bounce ideas off of and be able to give us advice um but all we have is toxic people in our family (laughs) you know like that's it so we just kind of keep to ourselves go on the internet and try to figure shit out on our own um and that kind of sucks but uh at the very least like I know we're not doing things perfectly but we try we trying and we change like you know we we've changed our parenting drastically from when we started and it's just something we're constantly reevaluating and looking on how to do better and changing and all I can say is like at the very least we can now be a fresh foundation for our family and rebuild our lineage on something a lot more healthier than what our parents could give to us so there's that (laughs) um well that's all I really have I wanted to go over this um it was just really speaking to me and I feel like this is probably just a part of my healing and growth when it comes to my mom uh just kind of like a sign from spirit like you're not crazy Michelle this 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 is true this is real and don't backtrack not that I was going to but 
I feel like if my mom ever came at me the right way, I probably could or would backtrack. But, you know, I'm a sucker for a nice person. You just have to come at me the right way, honestly. You can do years of dirt to me and just like... <laughs> a moment of niceness I'm like okay I don't know I like to give everybody a chance to be better and grow and especially like I know for myself I'm constantly trying to grow and be better I'm not gonna deny that from anybody else but um time has kind of showed me that maybe not everybody tries to grow as much as I try to grow and not to I'm not putting myself on a pedestal I'm not saying that I'm better because of that um but what I am saying is I probably shouldn't uh just accept someone being nice just once (laughs) and letting them back into my life um anyway that's all I have for you guys for now. I'm hoping to do the Shane podcast tomorrow, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how I feel, if I can gather my thoughts, if the energies can get right with me. <laughs> um, I'll see. Or maybe I just won't do it because it's a fun fest. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you learned a little something here. And um, if you guys have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email me at the mishmash at gmail.com. And be sure to check out my Facebook at Mishmash Podcast. I will catch you guys later. Bye.